Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 14, Jason Robel, The Nutrition Ninja, Part 2. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, The Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Okay, today is part two of our conversation with the Nutrition Ninja, 38-year-old Jason Robel. He's America's healthiest chef. He dishes up a sublime fusion of food and humor to help you live to be 100. He focuses on whole foods and big flavors as the author of Eternity, which launched last week. More than 150 deliciously easy vegan recipes for a long, healthy, satisfied, and joyful life. Jason turns up the heat on powerful everyday superfood ingredients proven to increase your longevity and serves them up as culinary masterpieces. With an emphasis on radical simplicity and artful presentation, he imbues his ecstatic food creations with energy of fresh and organic produce. The healing properties and outrageous tastes of his dishes have rendered his recipes hands-down favorites among celebrity clients and regular folks alike. J. Rowe, Franz, Woody Harrelson, Jeremy Piven, Robin Wright, Sigourney Weaver, John C. Riley, Flea, Steve Buscemi, Isabel Adjani, and Russell Simmons, you know, these guys can't be wrong. They consistently rave about his delicious and innovative culinary creations. After graduating from the Living Light Culinary Institute and earning certification as certified raw food chef and instructor, Jason went on to apprentice with the industry's finest and most revered talents in New York City, Detroit, and Los Angeles. As executive raw food chef at the award-winning Cafe La Vie in Santa Cruz, California, Jason highlighted the amazing local produce from Northern California's Central Coast. Taking innovative simplicity to soaring new heights, his other career highlights include winning the inaugural World's Best Raw Ice Cream Competition in Los Angeles and being the first vegan chef ever to present live at the prestigious Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival. Jason hosts the popular YouTube channel, The J-Row Show, showcasing healthy recipes, lifestyle transformation tips, and Epicurean entertainment. His television series, How to Live to 100, is the first primetime vegan cooking series in TV history, which has taught people worldwide how to prepare easy and nutritious plant-based foods. It's great to have him here today, and we already talked a little bit uh, last episode about you know what he was bringing to the table, so to speak, in terms of nutrition and new ways of looking at nutrition. So we're going to follow up with this second part of the episode, and let's just jump right into the interview, shall we? So picking up where we left off last time, we started talking about Jason's new book, Eternity. I hope that a lot of people go out there and pick this book up and that we can spread it around. You know, we're certainly going to have it on on our show notes and in our website, and we're going to we're going to try and get people eating the right way because too many people are are eating the wrong way, unfortunately. And it's not their fault. You know, it's it's tough to make the right choices when ninety percent of the choices out there are processed foods. It's 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 tough. It's a big industry out there. 
Yeah, and I think it requires, um, honestly, a sense of radical individualism, uh, radical individualism combined with a really deep, you know, uh, longing to experiment and just see how we feel because, you know, change on a biological and chemical level is one of the hardest things for human beings to endure. You know, we have, mm, yeah. we have, an, automatic, uh, we have an automatic stress response to the idea of change. Right, right. We want homeostasis all the time. We want things to all be status time. quo. Yeah, absolutely. So when, when you bring in, you know, a new way of living, a new way of training, a new way of eating, a new relationship or old things crumbling away, you know, our cortisol level goes up, our stress level goes up, our mm. nervous system has has an autonomic response. And right. it, it's important for us to realize that that change and evolution is the it's the nature of our existence here. Nothing stays static. It may appear to stay static, but on, on, a, on a cellular level, on, on the deepest level of nature, there's no such thing as static. It right. doesn't exist. So I'm just encouraging people to, to be pioneers, be radical in your experiments, see how you feel, never settle, always be dialing those knobs, tweaking your diet, Figuring out what works for you because at the end of the day, no, you know, I, I, yeah, I want people to be eating more plant foods. I want people to experiment with superfoods and healthier recipes. I want people to treat, treat their body like a temple. And, right, right. But at the end of the day, we all have our individual journey. What works exactly right for me is going to be different than you and all our other athletes and friends. So we just got to be experimenters and, and pioneers and, and, and radical in, in our approach to life. I totally agree. You know, if you can, for the ninjas out there, Real quick, I want to revisit because you, you mentioned recovery, recovery nutrition. You know, we are working out constantly and I, I'm sore right now. I'm, I'm flexing and it, it hurts. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sore. And, and, you know, I've heard glutamine and I've, I've, you know, as a physician, I've read and I've looked and I've, you know, but what, what specifically do you think is a good way to get that recovery speeded up or more effective? Yeah, you mentioned L-glutamine, you know, one of the branch chain amino acids, uh, awesome for recovery. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we want to get not only our essential amino acids uh, so we can get a complete protein, but focus on those BCAAs. So I want to talk about our choices of protein really quick. When we are stressing our body, in particular, when we're doing a really, really heavy workout, pushing our bodies constantly as you do and, and your friends and your athletes, we're putting our body into an acidic inflammatory state. And what that means is the body is like, oh, my God, we're being attacked. Yeah. That's what inflammation is. It's, oh, my God, why are you stressing us out? Why are you, you know, tearing these muscles and pushing us so hard? So an inflammatory acidic response is just the body on high alert saying, okay, we got some repairing to do. We got some strengthening to do. We got to repair, which is why rest days are so crucial. Right. But the danger is that when we take an acidic protein, whether that's a whey protein uh, there's there's beef tallow protein. There's all kinds of animal proteins out there. All of those animal proteins are, by their nature, acidic proteins. So when we are acidic and our body's in an inflammatory response and we put more acidic food in our recovery period into our body, our body doesn't get to repair as efficiently because our body repairs more efficiently when it's in an alkaline state. Yeah. So what I recommend is people start experimenting with alkaline plant-based proteins because they reduce that inflammation quicker. They reduce that recovery period. And what I love to dial in, brothers, I'll throw in some ground turmeric root or fresh turmeric root because the curcumin, that's a compound, an enzyme in the turmeric root, reduces inflammation only though if you combine it with black pepper. A lot of people taking turmeric right now, 
the black pepper is what activates the curcumin, which helps to reduce the inflammation. So if you're taking turmeric, you got to take it with black pepper. And then the, <laughs> wow, you got it's alchemy, man. You got to take it. It is. It's alchemy. This is amazing. And then the other thing that I love is MSM. MSM is a sulfur compound which is amazing for helping to repair our joints, our soft tissue, mm-hmm. and our ligaments. So. I'm big into the plant-based protein, the BCAAs, the turmeric, the black pepper, and the MSM. And it is phenomenal, the reduction in recovery time. The other thing too, if people can access this in their areas, far infrared sauna therapy is tremendous for decreasing inflammation. And now people are doing cryotherapy. Mm, Right. So people are putting their bodies in these sub-zero temperatures in these cryo booths, which also is great for reducing inflammation as well. But that's a little bit aside from the nutritional component. Yeah, but but it's amazing. You know, we're always looking for ways to how can we how can we just improve what we're doing and and maybe train smarter. And a lot of it is not necessarily in the training, but it's like you said, it's it's those ever important rest days, and it's those days. It's it's the period of time right after where you're focused on the recovery nutrition. And I'm I'm gonna try some of that juju myself. Uh, some, <laughs> some of that mojo. It, it's I'm gonna get on the MSM and uh, the the turmeric and black pepper wagon. That's pretty cool. I, I can't wait to see what it does. Now, what do you think about? I know that there's specific uh, supplements out there that are like dried up fruits that they powderize and fruits and vegetables and whatnot. And they put them in a capsule. Is mm. is that good for nutrition? It depends on the sourcing, honestly. You know, if we go back to certainly how foods are grown. I think it's important to select nutrients, select supplements, select proteins, whatever we're doing to supplement our our peak performance diet is to really get in touch with the company and know where are they getting their ingredients from. Right? Are are they organic? Are they non-GMO? Are they grown in mineral-rich soil? Where on where on the planet are they being grown? Because you know, depending on where it's grown and how it's grown, not all proteins or green powders or, or these, these supplements are created equal, far from it, you know. And it's challenging because you can go to the health food store or Whole Foods or, or Vitacost.com, wherever you're getting your stuff, and there's a million different choices. Right, right, there are. But at the end of the day, I always look for getting my hands on the highest quality, highest vibe stuff I can because physically and energetically – you do feel a difference, you know how things are grown, how they're prepared, uh, what is the company doing to synthesize? Are there any fillers or preservatives in the products? So you really have to become a student of the game and be a good label reader yeah. and understand how to flag, you know, any artificial ingredients, flag any of these preservatives or fillers, and go for, in my opinion, you know, the purest stuff possible. Absolutely. What What about gardening? I mean, do you think it, there's a place for gardening in, in most people's lives? Is that an easy thing to do? Yeah, I think what we're seeing is uh, is people even in urban areas figuring out how to get back to what I mean our grandparents and great grandparents did. You know, we're not that far removed from the practice of having home gardens. True. Yeah. And uh, what I see like here in LA or where I grew up in Detroit or even New York City, where real estate's even more at a premium, is uh, people doing uh, you know little herb gardens or, or growing little vegetables on their patios or right outside their windows. They'll they'll hang a garden box literally right outside their windowsill. And you can grow tomatoes, you can do cucumbers, you can do lettuces, kale, you can rock some fresh herbs. And, and man, I got to say, like growing your own food is not only such a wonderful and, and intimate experience of connecting with nature, which we're so far removed from most of us, but, yeah. but the feeling 
of making a dish or a smoothie and having something that was literally picked two minutes ago out of your own garden or your own windowsill, oh my God, the flavor is unbelievable. The energetics of the food is, is off the charts. Yeah, it has like a psychological component almost to it. You know you're doing healthy by yourself and, and for your family and, and, you're, and you grew it and it's something it's, – it's amazing. Yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a place for Absolutely. You know, some type of hydroponic garden or, or you know, right, right outside your kitchen. Uh, you know, I think most places can support that. Yeah. So what do you think about the fact that last year we had two guys – I'm going to change it up now. Two guys win American Ninja Warrior. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Well, two two Americans for the first time, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. It was unbelievable. Now, did you see it when it aired on TV or did you know about that beforehand? I, I saw the highlights online actually. Yeah. And so for me, you know, it was it was that thing of like, you know, who's going to like actually conquer, you know, Mount Midoriyama first because, you know – it was one of those things like how many years was it on the air before before they actually be how many years was the show on? In right. America? Well, it was seven years in America. Seven years. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. So um, it's interesting you bring this up because in terms of the psychology, you know, if we go back to um, and I can't recall his name, the first guy who broke uh, the four minute mark on on on, um, oh, on running a mile. Yeah, on running a mile. Right. Like we, we go back to that. Oh, yeah. Roger Bannister. OK. Nineteen fifty four. Yeah. The next year after he did that, multiple people were breaking the four-minute mile barrier. Right, right. He showed it could be done. So it's almost this thing that, that if I can get woo-woo for a minute, that, <laughs> that I, I truly feel that there is some kind of unified consciousness in this world. That when we see someone shattering a glass ceiling, shattering a barrier, that people are like, oh, it'll never be done. When it's done, then I think there's almost like this, this chemical, psycho-spiritual thing that happens. I, I don't even know if we can even properly describe it, but it's like, oh, I can do that. And it almost gives people the confidence and permission to go crush it next. That is – no, I, I think that you're absolutely right. So, Jason, are we going to see you out there on the American Ninja Warrior course? Dude, you know what? I would be I would be delighted to be a guy in my early 40s doing it because because I <laughs> I true I, I truly feel that right now, you know, at 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 38 I am in the best shape of my life and if I keep going down this path, who knows, brother? I mean, anything's possible. Oh, you should train for it. We come out and train with the Wolfpack anytime. You know, we'd love to have you and we'll show you the ropes. It's uh Seriously? Oh, of course. Yeah, we I'll put you up. It it'll be great. Okay. All right, let me let me let me get uh, let me get my handstands getting a little better, and then uh, <laughs> and then I'll come out. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've been focusing on health, and you know you're already coming from a place of very good health with your nutrition, and so just to kind of turn on those you know those muscles and that cerebellum and and that agility, it, it sounds like it's all coming pretty naturally for you to kind of put it together. And really anybody can be a ninja. It just it does take a lot of hard work. Yeah, well I think anything that's worthwhile in this life takes a lot of hard work. It, I think that's a great correlation, Noah, between the kind of training you do and people's overall lifestyle and what they eat because you know, anything takes discipline, anything worthwhile. It takes focus and 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 discipline and and concentration and I think a lot of people are looking for the quick fix. They want right. to get ripped right away. They want to get the six-pack abs. Uh, they want to take a shortcut to health and strength and vitality, but there's no shortcuts. Right. There's no shortcuts. Yeah, and we're, we're really fond of saying, you know, how do you climb a mountain? It's one step at a time. Absolutely. 
what would you say to the kids out there that are listening to this and thinking maybe for the first time, wow, maybe I should focus on what I eat a little bit more? I'd say for the kids, you know, you guys can have a lot of fun with this. You know, healthy eating, it doesn't taste disgusting. It doesn't involve a bunch of weird, scary ingredients. You know, you can have healthy versions of burgers and pizza and ice cream and pasta and pudding and all the stuff you're used to eating. And I guarantee you, if you make it right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste amazing. The texture is going to be on point. You're going to be able to give it to your friends and be a food ninja because you cannot even tell them what's in it, right? I love to do this. I'll just, I'll just serve people stuff. I won't even tell them what's in it. And they'll be like, oh my God, this is so good. I'll be like, yeah, see that, you know that chocolate pudding you're eating? Yeah, this is the best chocolate pudding I've ever had. Yeah, it's made with avocados. What do you, made with avocado? Yeah, straight up. <laughs> so to be a food ninja is about, is about taking what we're used to, you know, meeting people where they're at, the paradigm they're at, but just flipping the script and making healthier versions of what people are eating every day anyway. What are your goals for, for getting people healthy? What, what are your actually your personal goals and, and your goals for your career in the next, say, year to five years? It's not, I mean, you are a public health advocate. I, I can't wait till you have your next TV show. I think it's got to be in the works. I mean, we want to see you out there. Yeah, there, there's some interesting stuff in the pipeline, Noah. I, uh, I'm going to be having an online course launching in the late summer, early fall, where I'm getting really deep into the techniques to implement a lot of the principles in the book of, you know, here's what they are, but showing people more specific ways that they can integrate these practices and these lifestyle methods into wherever they're at. So that, that online course is going to be coming on my website in the, in the coming months. But beyond that, more long term. You know, I, I am just a big fan of exploring as many ways to use the media, social media, traditional media as a tool to getting the, you know, this message and, and this lifestyle out there. So I actually have a concept I've been working on for a children's series, which is going to be pretty out there and pretty wacky. It's going to combine elements, you know, of all the great shows that I grew up with, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, uh, The Wuzzles. Pee-wee's Playhouse, you know, all these, all these great inspiring shows that were, were not just entertaining. Right, right. There was some element of education and inspiration built in. So I've started writing treatments for the series. I've got about 40 treatments written for episodes. I started writing the script. There's some really fun characters, a really cool universe that I'm creating around this world. And uh, I, I feel really passionate about talking to children because – when I sit down and make this food for kids and I've gone to schools and done, done food demos for, for middle school and high school kids, they get it. They right. totally get it. Yeah, this is good for me and it tastes good. Completely. They just need to have the experience of seeing how the food is made and getting it in their bodies. And then all of a sudden, you see the light bulb go on and you're like, oh, I got you. You get it now. You get it. Because so many kids have never just – they've never been exposed to healthy food. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that's that's the next paradigm I want to tackle. Well, I think you're going to have success. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see what this this uh, new show is going to be about, This these new projects, this new internet thing. I, I'm sure you're going to have to have an app. I'm going to get it. That's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you, you need to. you got to have one. I mean, it, it, seems, it seems right up your alley, and you've got a lot to teach, Jason. It's absolutely awesome. How do people – you know, get in touch with you um, if, if, especially if they're celebrities and they, they want you cooking or teaching them how to, to create the foods and the health that you're creating. I am, uh, I'm easily stalkable online. So 
Uh, people can find me at my website. Uh, it's jasonrobel.com, W-R-O-B as in boy, E-L.com. Uh, my new book, Eternity, you can get it on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, uh, again in the Canada and UK if any international listeners are tuning in. And then on uh, social media, Twitter and Instagram, my handle is at Jason Robel. My YouTube channel is Jason Robel TV. I'm on Pinterest. Uh, I'm on Snapchat. I am easily, easily findable all over the internet. And that is so awesome. And we're going to have all that information, including the book, on our show notes. And that'll be at wolfpackninjas.com. And uh, I think we got to get this message out, out there. Jason, I know we're going to have you back. We should like maybe do like a doctor and a chef show. Interesting. You know, like talk about the medicine of these foods. And, and you know what I'm saying? Have two kind of authorities from different worlds. It could be fun. It could be fun. I I love what you have to say and the way you say it. It's very, very approachable. It's very digestible. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that people can glom onto it pretty quickly and uh, get a lot of useful information. I can't wait to see how people respond to the podcast here. It's it's really cool. That information, seriously, is based on some of the notes you you put in here, I've been eating a lot more goji berries and I've fasted. I have fasted twice. Have you really? Have <laughs> yeah. You? Yeah. And, and I got to say, um, the next day I was worried I was going to like somehow get an injury or, you know, I'm, I just turned 41, like literally last Saturday. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. Thank you, brother. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's good up here. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not that far away, but it's true. I mean, you know, I felt super, super strong the next day. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to incorporate that into like American Ninja Warrior. Like, should I fast before an athletic event? I'm going to have to experiment, but the mm -hmm. workout, the workout I had for sure was, was crazy good. And, and it's funny because that stands in the face of eat a huge bowl of pasta the night before. And you know what I'm saying? Like this carb load, get this energy. And it may be different for the type of activity you're doing, whether it's anaerobic or aerobic or the duration. Right. Because right. certainly you need energy. It's interesting you touch on this because what, I, what I've been experimenting with is very similar to you. You know, I, it, was, it was almost antithetical in my mind of like, what do you mean? You, you go to the gym before you have breakfast. What the heck? What? Yeah, yeah. But, um, but there was a cat I met. Two years ago, um, uh, we were at the Natural Products Expo. I, I was repping for uh, one of my sponsor companies, and this we were doing a, a pull-up competition. Oh, interesting! And there, you know, you can imagine the, the guys coming up like just oh yeah, huge, huge guys pounding them out. The guy who won was this little, like I don't know, five foot seven, five foot six, you know, tiny guy. Uh, you know, not, you know, hellaciously ripped, good shape, but you wouldn't look at the guy and go, right, right. He came out and he pounded out. We're talking, um, not the kind of pull-ups we did in high school. We're talking like, um, legit pull-ups, <laughs> like, like, like wide grip, you know, using your back strength, like wide grip pull-ups. Wow. Yeah. And he comes out, he pounds out like 45 and we're like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. You know, and he comes down, you know, he won like a year's supply of superfoods and we're like, how did you do that? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm on a juice fast. Oh, wow. We're like, are you on a juice fast? And that was my first indication of like, hold on a sec. This dude just came in here and kicked everyone's knee. He's been on a juice cleanse for seven days. Oh, my gosh. And that's what got my mind around 
let me start playing with this and see if this works. And I got to tell you, bro, when I go in on an empty stomach to the gym and I just have my pre-workout, I have my best workouts, hands down. Have you ever done like a seven-day type juice cleanse or something like that? I have. The the most I did was a 21-day. What? but But I was not working out. That was like yeah. six years ago, and I was resting a lot. I was just detoxing. I was getting colonics. I, I was not physically pushing myself. It yeah. would be super curious, and I actually think I do want to maybe do like a three or five day, yeah, and and see how my workouts feel during a three or five day cleanse. Yeah, are you working out? Uh, like, are you doing a lot of aerobic? Are you you're lifting weights? What are you doing now? You know, honestly, I'm just doing old school old school weight training, a lot of deadlifts, yeah. uh, a lot of, you know, bench press, free weight stuff. But I'm also incorporating, you know, handstands, pushups, uh, a, a lot of, you know, just air squats, uh, box jumps. So I, I'd like to mix it up because for me, variety is honestly the key. I, I, oh, yeah. I've never been shy about, you know, pushing my body or, or, or having, you know, a, a good physical strength. But to me, it's the mental side. That's the challenge. It's, it, I get bored very easily, man. We got to get you climbing and do a ninja, but Oh man, it'd be fun to take you climbing. I think you, you're, I think you're already a rock climber and you don't even know it. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that there's a climber in there because that's what it is. It's, there's like this intellectual, just this intellectual pleasure, you know, for lack of a better word, that comes from interacting with a natural environment and constantly moving your body in these nonlinear, you know, completely dynamic ways, always in different ways. And I think that's why climbers do so well on American Ninja Warrior is we never do the same thing twice. We never like, you know, curl weights or anything. It's always a different climb. And we're doing hundreds and hundreds of different climbs every every month or whatever. So Interesting. Yeah, I think you'd really, really dig it. You should maybe check out the climbing gym just one of these days. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's something I have always wanted to do. I really have. And and I don't know why that's taken me so long, but I kind of always just, you know, looked at it and went, "Oh man, that looks fun." And I've got really long limbs. I'm kind of kind of very monkey-like in a way. Yeah. Simeon. Thank you. Thank you. Very Simeon. <laughs> and I thought, I, you know, that I could probably do pretty good at that. So, so yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to give it a shot for sure. Well, when you come out and ninja train, we'll, we'll take you up some of the local crags and put you, we won't, we won't sandbag you too hard. You know, we'll put you on something <laughs> fun and not too difficult, but yeah, man, it's a, uh, it, it is fun. And, and the, the whole ninja thing is super fun and there's a lot of camaraderie. Uh, I think the nin- I think ninjas are going to go crazy over this. And uh, man, good luck for an incredible book launch. It's it's going to be really cool. Thank you so much, Noah. I appreciate the time and and all the enthusiasm. It was so good to connect with you. Yeah, likewise. I see uh, further connections in the future. Absolutely, brother. You're an incredible inspiration to not only us, but you know, soon to be all the ninjas. I mean, we're, we're on board because we're all experimenting with nutrition nonstop. And it's really exciting. A lot of the things you have to say, and it's a real eye opener for us because, you know, ninjas are always looking for ways to get better. And and so we, we thank you for that. It's been amazing having you be a part of these shows and you're a great guy, Jason. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Noah. Thanks for having me today, brother. Well, Wolf's pretty good interview, huh? Jason Robel is the nutrition ninja. Ian Dory, what did you think, my man? So he was talking about balancing the pH, Noah. I was just curious, how important is that? And I mean, because I've never even really thought about balancing my pH, even as an athlete. So 
Is there a way to do that not being on the vegan diet? So that's very interesting. There, well, yeah, I mean, incorporate, you know, vegetables into your diet. The, the whole thing about homeostasis is you're not really changing your pH that much. There's a lot of studies. There's a lot of people out there who really are big on disease prevention and recovery and fighting cancer with this alkaline diet. And really, there have not been amazing studies to show conclusively that this is a really important thing to do or that this cures cancer or that this is like the end-all be-all. And people are selling alkalization uh, machines and water. And it's, it's a little bit of voodoo science. It's not really well proven. I'm glad you asked. That being said, does it hurt you to increase you know, the watercress in your diet and, and the kale and the, and right. the Swiss chard. No, I mean, obviously that stuff is really good for you. And if you're, re, you know, replenishing the natural minerals that you're losing by sweating and working out, and if you're including all these vegetables, it's obviously going to be good for you. But the question of alkalinization, how important is that? You know, I don't think that there's quite as much conclusive evidence. And I think some people are really big on it, but I'm still waiting for more data. So Megan, what do you think? You train and coach kids. What do you think about diet for them? I don't like the idea of kids being on any kind of diet. I mean, I think, especially in Boulder, where everyone's pretty health conscious, like their parents know what's good for them, what's not good for them, and they're all pretty organic and all of that. I think if you're eating organically, that's obviously healthier for you. Um, I don't know. I watch my kids snack and... You don't see Doritos and Cheetos and Snickers. You see, like, the Stinger, like, bars or, like, other Cliff Bar, like, all kinds of healthy snacks and stuff. So I'm never worried about my kids. But I, the only thing that would worry me is if, for some reason, they thought they needed to be on some sort of diet. Because as a child, that's the last thing you need because you're still developing. And they're all in shape. They all exercise frequently. Like, they don't need to do anything different. What do you think about for all the kids out there? You know, we have a huge problem in this country of childhood overweight and obesity. What about all the kids who don't live in Boulder, who aren't yeah. training? You know, let's say they're in Louisiana or one of these one of these towns that is, you know, been identified as having a real health problem, a health crisis. What would be your advice to the parents and the kids out there in terms of nutrition? For that, I think you should go to your pediatrician and see what they suggest. Obviously, exercise is the best thing you can do. Like, get consistent exercise for your child. Put them in a sport. I mean, nowadays, there's so many different ways you can exercise, so many different sports. You can just find something that they really like to do. Get outside more, all of that stuff. But I really think the most important thing would be to talk to a professional and see what you could do for your child. I'm glad you said that. You know, I did actually go and speak with a couple of the local pediatricians just to back up and see what they said. And... It was amazing because they agreed with you. They don't think there's any room for diet. They don't think you should really try and restrict too much in the way of natural foods at all. They said the number one thing, the number one problem is sugar. They said there really is way too much sugar. And a lot of it has to do with the processed foods that we're feeding our, our kids. So this, this, this whole discussion has got me thinking. I always, I just wonder like diets and uh, I'm sure they have their place, just like workouts. So if you want to get have a lot of endurance. You do endurance workouts. So it, it just, it's interesting to think about what specific types of diets might be best for specific types of gains. Mm. And 
I wonder, have you guys ever heard of like a power lifter, Olympic lifter that is a vegan? You know what I mean? They're probably out there, but it's a good point. But I mean, then again, you look at the racehorses and look at all that amazing sinewy muscle. Oh, that's true. And what do the racehorses eat? I just wanted to go back to the kids for another second. Um, Yeah. I also just think it's really important to handle any kind of issue with children and eating carefully because it can be a very sensitive subject and you just don't know. Like, I think there's a difference between, like, childhood obesity and, like, a little bit of baby fat. Like, Mm -hmm. don't go looking for a problem where there is no problem. If your child's active and they might be a little on the heavier side for now, like, I'm sure they'll grow out of it. Like, don't bring it to their attention because it can cause lifelong issues in terms of like eating disorders and stuff. I mean, I've watched a lot of documentaries on that kind of thing and it's scary how like one moment in time can change your view of things later and like cause an issue where like there shouldn't have ever been an issue. Yeah. And I think as big of an issue that childhood obesity is, I think eating disorders are a huge issue in our country and something that people don't take too seriously and don't see it as a as the disease that it is that is actually a very life-threatening and long-term disease. No, absolutely. I'm I'm glad you say that and I think it's totally true. We need to be careful on both sides of the spectrum. And you know, really it's just about having healthy habits for kids. What did you guys think about, you know, he he talked a lot about for sports performance, human growth hormone. And I'll tell you, that's a hormone that helps you put on muscle mass. It it helps uh, just with growth of uh, connective tissues and with tissues in general. And so he seemed to be a big proponent of naturally boosting your human growth hormone. And there's been a big push, you know, a lot of uh, professional athletes, there have been professional athletes who have, who just take human growth hormone just straight up to try and improve their performance. So what did you guys think about the human growth hormone, you know, trying to attack it from a nutritional standpoint? I think something like he said, eating goji berries will boost it. I think that's totally fine. I don't think we should ever be like people who take strictly human growth hormone. I don't think that's necessarily a good idea, but if you're eating something and it's adding a little boost to it, I think that's totally fine because something like a goji berry is good for you and whatever you get a little extra that I think that seems okay. Yeah, so being an adult and being at the level where I am as a ninja and a rock climber, you know, numbers like 2,000%, that that's a crazy number. Like, to increase my skill, I have to work really hard and you get these little tiny incremental bumps bumps up. So, you know, like you said, fasting for 24 hours, you get this like 2,000% increase. That That's probably worth trying like that's that's a crazy number to me well well, one of the ways that i i myself try to increase that is i know lifting heavy there's evidence that shows that that releases like hormones and stuff yeah squats yeah so i i myself i do it once a year i try that but if i could do it an easier way by eating (laughs) berries that sounds yeah. a lot better than <laughs> doing like 300 pound squats. Sounds like a great idea. Can you see Brian just with mouthfuls of berries? Like, what's going on, Brian? Nothing. Boosted go, my go, HG. Human growth hormone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really like the chia seeds. Like I said before, I, I, I sprinkle chia seeds. We sprinkle in oatmeal. You can put it in just about everything. You can put it in mac and cheese. And chia seeds are great. You can just buy them from the store dry and sprinkle them almost anywhere. 
Uh, it's a pretty amazing. It's like fairy dust. It's like fairy. It's like sprinkly. <laughs> sprinkle here, sprinkle there. It's like little sprinkles for your food. But you know, the bottom line is, I think Jason opened our minds to a little bit of the ability of these natural food sources to increase our performance. And you know, maybe it's going to be worthwhile to. You know, I, we're not huge supplement takers, but if you can get it through the natural diet. That's pretty interesting, and I I might you know I don't I have to look into these uh, these other mushrooms he's talking about that the <laughs> Japanese Olympic team has been taking for decades, but uh, you know I like how he's doing the same kind of thing we're trying to do right he he's leading by example he eats this healthy lifestyle and he's out there trying to help people get healthier. And so, uh, you know, kudos, hats off to you, Jason Robel. It was really good having you on the show. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right, guys. Well, uh, yeah, Jason is awesome. Hopefully we can have him back. Uh, you guys want to get to some tips? Let's do it. This next tip applies to everyone and anyone. I know I usually focus on pretty girly topics, but I want to talk about the benefits of taking a bath. When you work out all of the time, your muscles get quite sore. Massages can be a little pricey, but luckily a bath can always help soothe your muscles. I personally love bubble baths, but I get that they're not for everyone. One thing I found that really helps with sore muscles are bath salts. I use the sore muscle soak that has eucalyptus, clove, and peppermint in it. The brand is called Soothing Touch, and it's available at Whole Foods. Seriously, guys, it's life-changing. Diabetes is a scourge on society. It is a condition where we don't properly make insulin, which is responsible for helping us to metabolize sugar. Without insulin, sugar builds up in our blood and we filter it through our kidneys and urinate it out. Diabetes has become a ridiculous epidemic in our country, secondary to the fact that 70% of our adult population is overweight or obese. It's critical that we change the grip this disease has on our country. It is our responsibility to try and save our kids from the same fate that most adults in the U.S. will face. Limiting sugar is the best and easiest way to start for all you parents out there. The Wolfpack and I beg you to remove juice and soda and cut way back on candy and desserts. Together, we can make a change. Everyone's super busy, but if you want to be a ninja, you have to get a good workout in. Climbing and sprinting is what does it for me and is an effective and great way to get a workout quickly. I like to do sprints and then add in some kind of climbing circuit. But make sure you have a good warm-up for running and climbing. You don't want to have to deal with shin splints or finger issues, trust me. Try adding in a 4x4 into your climbing training. This means pick four climbs and do them four times each. Personally, I like to add some kind of fun core workout or lower body exercise between each of the climbs that I do. This is a great chance for you to focus on your footwork and get power endurance. All right. This is for those of you out there who want to come and be a part of the audience and you don't want to compete. You can come and watch. And a lot of times you can come and watch and get paid to do it too. You can go to NBC.com, I believe, and they should have some links on there on how to be a part of the audience. And you don't have to necessarily buy tickets. You can apply and if you're lucky enough, you can get chosen and where they'll actually pay you to come and cheer for the show because these are night shoots and I think they have a lot of, you know, they have a hard time keeping the audience there cheering all night long. So they all, they'll actually bring in a paid audience 
to come and cheer for the ninjas. And we need people out there that are exciting and motivating and want to be there. So, yeah, get online. I'll see if we can post something in the show notes about where you can go and apply to be a part of the audience. And hopefully we'll see you you in the crowd. That's good advice, Brian, and it's absolutely true. We'll have some show notes uh, information for you at wolfpackninjas.com. And interestingly, if you go and show up and get paid, you will probably make out much better than a lot of the ninjas who have to pay their way to get there. Uh, We don't really win any money unless we take first, second, or third. There's a little bit of cash prize reward. So finally, a little bit of news. American Ninja Warrior Season 8 is underway. There's a couple cities have already been done. Uh, It's pretty interesting. Atlanta has gone down, and so has L.A. We know some of the results. We can't tell you anything, of course. But there are going to be some awesome surprises. You guys are going to love it. There's some really interesting things going on. Unfortunately, there are some top ninjas who have not been invited back. Uh, a couple of the top ninjas, Travis Wynand and David Campbell, Travis Brewer, and several others have not been invited to compete. Uh, it's a little sad, but then again, it's a TV show, and I'm sure there are reasons. Let us know what you think about that and anything else on our social media or on our website. Uh, we are having frequent giveaways, and guess what? We have a new iPhone app. It's free. It's Wolfpack Ninjas. Just search Wolfpack and then a space and Ninjas. And you should get our free app. It's the easiest way to listen to our podcast. And there's a lot of great links on there, like to the Sasuke site, the Sasuke forum. Uh, There's a calendar of events. There's a chat box where we will be chatting with fans. It's a pretty cool app, so check it out. Okay, that just about does it for this episode of Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. We thank our guest, Jason Robel. And next week, we start in on the one, the only, to many, the first American Ninja Warrior. You guessed it, Jeff Britton. See you soon, everybody. For the rest of the Wolfpack, I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc, signing out. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. should we should like maybe do like a doctor and a chef show interesting i actually thought that was a pretty good show (coughs) yeah me too